gives me tremendous pleasure and excitement to introduce Mark Dagnall. I'm so excited and so grateful. I'm grateful for the last six years in this organization and in this community. As we've talked about and as we reposition our, our franchise and our organization in an ever-changing, evolving NBA, um, you know, we couldn't be more thrilled about the traits that Mark brings to the table for us. heard the voice of the Thunder's Executive Vice President and General Manager Sam Presti announcing the news everyone in the Thunder basketball universe has been waiting on, and that is the name of the Thunder's next head coach, Mark Degnall. We'll have the brand new head coach on the pod today to learn a little bit more about him, his path to becoming a head coach, and his love for Bruce Springsteen. Let's waste no more time. It's the Thunder basketball universe. Well, it is a very big day here in the Thunder Basketball universe. We're recording this on November 11th, which means only moments ago, Executive Vice President and General Manager of the Thunder, Sam Presti, announced the hire of the team's new head coach. And we are so lucky to be joined today by none other than Mark Dagnall, the new head coach of the Oklahoma City Thunder. First of all, congratulations, Mark, and thank you so much for jumping on our podcast today. Thank you, Paris. I appreciate it. Mark, congratulations. You know, you're going to be asked a ton about basketball. Starting in training camp, you're going to be talking hoops every single day. But we heard about this time that you used a Bruce Springsteen song in a film session. We got to know what, what's the story behind that? What was the song? And, and uh, tell us about your, your love of the boss. Yeah, I mean, I, I've used Bruce Springsteen songs many times, not just in one film session. I hate to uh, report but I think the one that uh, was referred to was there was a game where our team, we had a very good team that year, but we had, I think, 30 turnovers in a game, which is an epically large number. And I'm embarrassed on the day that I become an NBA head coach to admit that that happened, but it did. It's on the record. And so I, I showed um, the team an edit of the turnovers. And I said, look, you know, I really didn't want to watch this again, but since we have to, I, I'm going to set it to Bruce Springsteen music so that at least I can enjoy myself a little bit while we watch our team uh, kick the ball all the way around. So, you know, they, I've played a lot of different music in the building and uh, in film sessions, but that was probably, the players didn't love that one. So we know during practice, if you're in control of the music, it's likely going to be Bruce Springsteen. Yeah, I mean, it, it, I, I let the players pick as long as everything we're playing is is respectful of everyone in the building. Uh, but, you know, it, it got to the point, the players are well aware of this. They accept me for who I am, which I'm grateful for. And there was times where players would throw songs on, you know, cause they knew that that would get a rise out of me. But then right after putting the song on, they'd criticize the song. So I'd rather them just not play it than do that. Hey, there's some great ones though for, for Thunderland. You know, you got Thunder, Thunder Road, you got Born to Run. I know, you know, that's gonna be a, a, an offensive approach and style for you. So you know, some, some great choices there to, to play to get those guys hyped up for practice. Yeah, hopefully the boss is a Thunder fan. <laughs> and we know that it's more than just his music that you admire about him. You talked a little bit about this in your press conference. you mind explaining a little bit more about why you admire the boss so much? Yeah, I mean, I, it started with my, my love for his music. My, my mother and father are huge Bruce Springsteen fans, so I kind of grew up on it. So there's a nostalgia to that. You know, it reminds me of the house I grew up in and my family. Uh, and then as I became more and more of a fan, saw him in concert a number of times. Uh, you know, it's just, he has an incredible, 
passion and, and work ethic and humility, uh, I'm sorry, and commitment to his work. I mean, he is a true craftsman. He is a true artist. He takes that seriously. That's always his priority, even uh, with his fame. He doesn't get distracted by his fame. He stays true to his artistry. And, um, you know, the second thing is, as his life's gone on, I think, and, and I'm a younger person, um, so I, I've been able to learn a lot from him because he's really gotten in touch with who he is as a man and as a person. And his vulnerability is incredible. And when you're somebody like myself that has aspirations and, and has dreams, uh, it's so powerful when people that you admire are vulnerable enough to tell you uh, where they fall short and uh, where they struggle. And he's been so articulate in doing that. Uh, especially over the last decade or so. And so I, I've gained great strength by uh, learning from him and, and learning from a lot of people like him. But, you know, he certainly is, is at the top of the list of people that I've never met in my life, uh, but that I just have an unbelievable admiration for. Mark, one thing that stands out is just what an incredible storyteller he is and that it's not always his story. In fact, a lot of times he's tapping in to somebody else's life journey and his ability to connect with others. And I think about you as a head coach and a major part of your job is tapping into and connecting with the players, with the staff, with the people around you and figuring out what makes them tick, uh, what makes them special. Uh, what does that part of your job now entail? And what has that kind of been like for you as a process of becoming a head coach over the course of your, your years? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's amazing. Like I said in the press conference, you know, everybody has a story everybody's path is different. Everybody's story is different. But the thing that's unique about professional basketball is for a player to get, forget about the NBA, for a player to get to the G League and emerge in the G League in that part of their career, every single player that, that walks through that door, G League or NBA, has an amazing story and has qualities to be admired because if they didn't, they wouldn't be walking through that door. Uh, it's so competitive. And there's so many good players out there that, you know, to get through the door, you really have to rise to the top. And so I've always uh, started under that premise when players walk in the door. I assume that there's a reason to admire them. And therefore, um, I try to be very patient and accepting of, of things they're working on or just like personality quirks that just make them different. Uh, but I, I always try to start from a place of, of respect first and then admiration uh, and really try to uncover what that is. Uh, and I think, you know, people feel that when you do that. And uh, I've tried to do that with not only the players that I've worked with, but staff members and assistant coaches and right on down the line. And that's clearly paid off for you in a very six-year stint with the Thunder. You're now head coach. Can you talk to us a little bit about the process? You were on the sidelines for the Thunder for one season and now named head coach. What was that process like for you? And after an unprecedented season, and I'm sure kind of an unconventional process of hiring a new coach in the midst of COVID times, virtual uh, conversations, what, what has this process been like for you? Yeah, it's been interesting. I mean, six years uh, is, is a long time to be, I'm grateful for six years uh, with an NBA organization. And, um, you know, the process of, of coming here and, and really learning the organizational philosophy and realizing how aligned uh, I am with the organizational philosophy. I, I think very much uh, I speak the same language as this organization and certainly even more so now. Um, and then I, just learning the organization, learning the philosophy and, and learning the people and investing in the people and investing in those relationships 
And so as time's gone on, you know, things have changed, the teams have changed, and my role has changed at different times, including right now, but it doesn't feel like massive changes, you know, even in uh, the conversations in the interview process, like you mentioned, it's all been one continuous dialogue and one continuous understanding of this organization. And I think that's what makes this so unique that I get to step into this role in a place where uh, the role is extremely new, but there's nothing else that's new about this for me. I'm, I'm coming through the same door and parking in the same spot as I have for a long period of time here in this organization. You have a new office, at least, you know, is there, <laughs> there's a little change there. You got to move a couple doors down and, and kind of sit in that, in that seat. And, and as you do sit in that seat, uh, what's that feeling going to be like for you as you kind of take on um, maybe a little bit of extra responsibility? Something that Sam mentioned about you is just uh, your awareness and your connectedness with everyone in the building and kind of the value that you place on, on how each level of the organization impacts ultimately what everybody's here for, which is winning. Yeah. I mean, I would say that, you know, the, the, I certainly don't want to um, underscore the scope of, of the office and I also don't want to understate how, how hard of a job all jobs in the NBA are. Again, it's a really, really competitive league. Um, but I also am confident. And the reason I'm confident is because of the people. The reason I'm confident is because of all these people in this organization. Uh, and there are going to be hard days. And there are difficult decisions. And there are changing circumstances. Uh, it, it's quite the puzzle. And, and this past season is, is just a great example of that. But when individually, the, the great thing about working here is when individually, you know, you, you can become overwhelmed or it becomes a hard day, you know, you can bump into anybody in this organization. And I would throw players in there, the players that have played here. You can bump into those people and they lift you up and, and you know, you can have the same effect on them. And, and when everybody is thinking like that and everybody's operating like that, it really rises the tides and it, it really gets everybody uh, truly engaged in each other and in our purpose. Uh, and therefore, you know, a, a big job and a hard job or hard days uh, pale in comparison to great people and people that are willing to work together. And that, that's what I feel when I come to work every day here. You talk about this being kind of a consistent conversation for you. There's not really a ton new for you. And a lot of your time was spent at the helm for the OKC Blue. And while the obvious is there that you were able to become really great at developing players, I'm curious, how did that experience help shape you for this particular moment to be a head coach in the NBA? I mean, the biggest reason, it just goes back to the organizational stuff, because the Blue being, um, you know, just miles up the road uh, from the Thunder Ion, you know, it's just, there's such synergy between the two programs. That's what's so appealing about this G League uh, job. Um, and, and so what I would say to that is, you know, the first thing that that job did for me is it gave me a ton of access to the organization. You don't feel separate from the organization when you work for the Blue. You feel like you're in a different building and it may feel like a different department at times, but you don't feel separate. And so you really learn the organization. You have access to all the people in the organization. Um, and, and so that's probably the biggest thing. I mean, I obviously had a lot of experiences uh, coaching a lot of different players and coaching a lot of different games. And I've been in a lot of different situations and I've tried to learn from all of them. Uh, but I think going back to the, the main point, the biggest thing that I learned from being with the blue was being with the thunder. And so now when I'm in this capacity with the thunder, it, it doesn't feel overly new, even though the role is. Mark, 
let's go back even further uh, past your time with the blue a guy like Bradley Beal posts online today that he couldn't be happier for, for a guy like you to, to get an NBA head coaching job. You know, that's an NBA all-star. You were at UConn under Jim Calhoun uh, before you went to Florida to be under Billy Donovan. Uh, just maybe describe some of those experiences and uh, the way that the people that you were around shaped your understanding of the game, but also high level coaching and high level uh, personnel management. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't even begin to, to tell you the impact that all those environments and all those people and all those, uh, you know, teams had on me. I mean, when I was in college at UConn, I mean, I literally had never been around a high level team before. And there you are every day, my freshman year, the team won the national championship. It was like, you know, staggering to be, uh, you know, just, I wouldn't even say I was a part of it. I was just observing it, but I, I was, I had access to it. Um, and then, you know, Holy Cross was my first coaching job. And I worked for a guy named Ralph Willard there that uh, every coach should be so lucky to work for Ralph Willard in their first job. Um, and then, you know, like you said, at Florida uh, with not only Billy, but all the assistant coaches and staff members, uh, this first class people, that were in that program. And then the players at all those stops, you know, the thing that I've always, um, I'm so grateful for um, guys like Brad, but a lot of other players is, you know, players have always been willing to give me gr tremendous grace. Uh, and it, I think it's because I was working hard and I really care about other people. And I think they felt that. And, and I certainly am a more confident coach today than I was when uh, I was at uh, Florida or certainly UConn. Uh, but I've always been around really, really good people. And when you're around really, really good people, um, you know, you can bring some of your flaws to the table and they're going to be accepting of that and they're going to help you along. And I've always felt that from players. Uh, I've heard from a lot of guys, including Brad today. And, um, you know, it's just so humbling, you know, to, to hear from them. You know, I have such admiration, like I said, for how hard it is to play and how hard it is to build a career and for those guys to reach out and, and to uh, congratulate me is very meaningful. Yeah, and your role has been player development coach. And I think that term gets thrown around so much in the NBA, but it can be a little bit amorphous. Will you maybe pinpoint a little bit more uh, specifically and in detail? What does that actually entail? What does player development really entail when it comes to receiving a new player that comes into your, your organization and you know, getting a baseline on where they're at, and then helping them improve and get better. Yeah, I mean, it, it's you know, it's a pretty streamlined process here. You know, we have an organizational vision, and we have standards uh, on and off the court that are important to this organization, and that are are timeless in this organization. You know, regardless of who the player is, how old the player is, how long the player's here. And so, um, you know, the first thing we try to do is is really try to communicate that very clearly. Um, so that the player understands the environment that they're walking into. Most guys, when, when they're new, uh, they want to do well and they want to have a good first impression just like anybody else. And so um, when they come in and take inventory, you want to give them the answers to the test. Here's who we are. Here's what we're about. And here's the standard that we try to live up to each and every day when we come to work. And once that's communicated, then it becomes a conversation about uh, the vision for that player. You know, the vision that uh, our organization has for the player matters, but also the, the vision that the player has for themselves. And uh, that conversation is collaborative. It gives tremendous ownership and autonomy to each player. Um, and then after you get to kind of a shared vision of, you know, what kind of environment we want to have and what kind of player uh, this person wants to become, then you, you develop a plan. 
and then you hit that plan every day and you just try to execute. You keep the player focused on the plan. You keep the team focused on the plan. Our, our staff and our entire organization stays focused on the plan. And then it just becomes very simple. It's day by day. You hit it hard. You reevaluate from time to time. And you just you bet on incremental improvement, which is usually invisible. And it, it includes setbacks. You can improve through your setbacks. But that's kind of the process, you know, as I see it in a more granular sense. With that in mind, I, I wanted to ask, what excites you most about your, your next few days, weeks, months ahead of you as head coach? I mean, you, you mentioned how excited you are about being with these people every single day, working with these people, the culture here at the Thunder, the mindset, the forward thinking, and you've been applauded for your modern approach to this, this position. I'm curious, what excites you the most about this position now? Yeah, you just answered it, you know, and I've, I've, I've been really repetitive on this one, but it's just, it's relationships. It's the people, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we're all doing these jobs and there's tasks and there's tactics and that sort of thing. But the question is when you walk, when you open the door in the morning and you walk in the building or when you walk onto the court, you know, does your energy go up or does your energy go down? And when I walk in this building, my energy goes up. When I get around these players, my energy goes up and the challenge is for all of us to work together to create an environment where everybody can feel that. And so that's what I'm most excited about is, is that feeling and then continuing to try to build that feeling so that everybody has access to that feeling when they walk in our building and they, when they walk on the court. Mark, I just imagine on a, a personal level, you know, th this day is a day you'll, you'll always remember. What has this been like with, uh, you know, family, friends, uh, you know, just soaking all of this in, knowing that, you know, tomorrow, the next day, the day after you're, you're going to be uh, getting cracking on, on getting to work, but being able to soak this up today. Yeah, all these people, you know, family, friends, and, and all of my coworkers now and in the past, all the players that I've worked with, like I mentioned, everybody I mentioned, uh, my wife, Ashley, my parents, everybody, you know, the thing that's, that's wild about this is that they're there every day. You know, they're there on the days when you're not getting introduced as the head coach of the Thunder. And tomorrow I won't be getting introduced as the head coach of the Thunder. Tomorrow will be another uh, normal day. And they're there, you know, and through all the ups and downs and through, uh, you know, is, life is a long road, you know, and, and they've been there every step of the way. And their love and their support has not wavered, you know, and I have so many people in my life uh, that I feel that from. And so the best part of today is being able to share that back, being able to call somebody and say, hey, this happened for me. And I just want you to know that your fingerprints are all over this. And for, to hear their excitement uh, is the best part. And to be able to, to, to give something back to them and, and to make them feel a part of this. I want as many people that have touched my life to feel a part of this moment uh, as possible. And that's, that's been the coolest thing about it. One last question for you, Mark. You got the job. The draft is coming fast approaching. Training camp followed right behind that. And the next thing you know, we're starting the season. What's the first order of business for you as head coach of the Thunder? Uh, just, you know, relationships with uh, the existing staff, the existing uh, coaching staff, uh, and the existing players. Just make sure, you know, there's a lot of people to touch and, and give very present time to. You know, I don't want to just rush through that process of touching base with people um, now that I'm in this role. Uh, you mentioned the draft. I, I, you know, I have very little to do with the draft. And even though it seems like it's coming fast from this point on, I can assure you that all of our scouts 
that have been waiting for months for the draft. It's not coming fast for them. They've, they've been ready to draft a player probably for six months. So uh, I'm excited for them. Our scouts do unbelievable work and, and it's thankless work a lot of the time because they're on the road and, and the draft's a big night for them. So uh, I'm excited that uh, the draft's rolling around. It's always a fun time of year. I'm excited to be a part of it. Uh, and I'm happy for all the people that work so hard uh, to try to get those uh, decisions right. Well, Mark, you said this at the end of your press conference. I think it's very apropos for this moment. In the words of the boss, grab your ticket in your suitcase. The thunder's rolling down this track. Mark, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you taking the time out. Thank you, Mark. Thank congratulations. Thank you. And thank you so much for listening. Be sure to like, rate, and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much to Coach Dagnall and to our producers. And until next time, thunder up and catch you later.